Warning. This episode contains spoilers for all aired episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, as well as spoilers for all published books in the Song of Ice and Fire series. You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 147 for the week of May 19th, 2014. Welcome back, everybody, to the award-winning podcast of Ice and Fire, your source for everything George R.R. Martin, A Song of Ice and Fire, and for these 10 weeks, A Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin, and this is Kyle, and we have with us a guest today, and this has been a long time in the making. I'm glad she's finally with us. Uh, you may remember her from The Daily Raven on winnerscoming.net. You've probably seen her if you've walked into a GameStop in the past couple years. And, or if you watch the news in New York City now, we have the one and only Simone Boyce. Hey, thanks for that intro. That was amazing. <laughs> you're more than welcome. You deserve it. You're, you're all over the place. You're a hardworking lady. I'm just glad that we could finally make this happen. We've been talking about it, I think, since since we met, which was like season one of Game of Thrones. Mm, it's been, yes, absolutely. And finally, you're with us, and uh, I couldn't be happier. So, and you've probably you've met all the cast by now, haven't you? I think so. Um, the only person I haven't met is the elusive um, Joffrey Baratheon. He uh, he's very shy when it comes to press. He um, he did he wasn't at the premiere last year, wasn't at the premiere this year, um, and the actor's real name is escaping me right now. But um, yeah, he I haven't met him yet. Jack Gleason. But Jack Gleason, yes, thank you. Yeah, fantastic. So so tell our listeners, you uh, what do you do currently? I'm an entertainment reporter on Fox 5 New York, and uh, it's a local affiliate for New York City. And I cover um, anything and everything entertainment related. Sometimes it'll be like local, cool local bars or restaurants opening up in the city. But also I love covering national stuff like film, television, and also getting to cover Broadway and theater here has been really fun. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So the, the Game of Thrones premiere was in New York this year, right? Yeah, it was. It was epic. It was really, really cool. Um, they had this huge dragon sculpture out front that just kind of set the tone for the whole evening. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. The, it's it's kind of um, astonishing just seeing how big that premiere is because the cast is so huge. And it's something that you realize every episode when you see that they can't cover each and every storyline. There are just so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I know we don't have you for too long today, so uh, we're going to ask you a couple questions, and we're going to get right into the episode so we can get Sweet. your expert Game of Thrones knowledge. Um, so uh, we always have a couple questions we like to ask our guests. Amin, you want to kick it off? Sure. And by the way, we got a tray full of lemon cakes here, so help yourself. <gasps> yes! Thank you! I love lemon yeah. cakes! And mm. also Arbor Gold and Dornish Red, depending on whatever you're Oh, playing. good. Yeah. I'll take the red. Thank you. <laughs> I think okay. Simone's a, 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 a wine connoisseur. Or you're a you're the a a Game of Thrones beer fan, right? Yes, yes, mm. that too. Anything that's like theme drinking is is great. I love theme drinking. <laughs> it's awesome. Like Renaissance fairs, I get kind of crazy. Oh, 
There you go. <laughs> if you run into Simone at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the one with the horn. Nice. The drinking horn. <laughs> cool. So how and when did you get into A Song of Ice and Fire? Um, you know, it was actually a little bit before the show started. I just had never come across it before. I was a big Tolkien fan, and so I had read a lot of his fantasy work and um, some other fantasy authors that I love, but I didn't really hear about it when I was younger. I think I was honestly a little too young for the material. <laughs> I, I don't. I think if my mom had caught me reading it, it would have been a little uh, disturbing for her. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got into it a couple years before the show came to HBO, and uh, it, it's just... It's magical. The detail that George R. R. Martin writes with and how he's able to incorporate so many different perspectives from all these different characters, it's it's amazing. And I think it is really fun comparing the books to the show um, and being a total geek about that, especially now that the show is really sort of making its own, like like creating its own path a little bit divergent, if you will, from the book. So who is your favorite character? Jamie Lannister. Ah, uh, I, I don't even know why I asked. Of course I knew that. <laughs> I, yep. I watched The Daily Raven, and I, I knew that already. <laughs> Jamie Lannister. I love him so much. I just think that out of all the characters on the show, he's the one that's probably transformed the most. Um, and I think it started, like, last season. Um, it's just been really incredible to watch how his character grows and you wouldn't I think these characters are so extreme that you don't really expect them to change all that much so when someone does it's really powerful and I think he's one of the ones that has changed the most mm, nice um so do you believe the uh, Nikolai's portrayal in the show he's doing well or yeah absolutely I think it, he's doing really well um yeah, I mean, I have no complaints. I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He is doing a fantastic job, and I think yeah. uh, I think we'll jump right into the episode with that with Jamie and Tyrion. Since, yes, since I think that's a good segue right there. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have the meeting of brothers here, and uh, Jamie and saying he pretty much can't be Tyrion's champion. I got a little choked up. I don't know about you guys. Oh, definitely. Uh, all these scenes that have happened with Tyrion um, after the wedding, the purple wedding, um, have just been incredible. So powerful, so moving, and uh, the scenes with his brother definitely up there for me. It was an, it was very emotional last night. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Tyrion actually thought that Jaime could be his cha- or could or would be his champion? Hmm. Um. I kind of feel like he's just so desperate at this point. So I don't know that he's his judgment is really very sound, but he doesn't really have a choice. Do you know what I mean? He just has like he just has to go for it, go for it with Braun, and that was another really heartbreaking scene as well. Oh, the Braun one got me more than anything. I know. And that whole bro- that friendship thing, and Tyrion was like, "You're my last chance." And this is how we started, pretty much, was trial by combat, and this is how it's going to end at the same time. It was uh, it was heartbreaking. What was great about the bronze scene was they, and, and we're not, it's not like we're saying they should always just take dialogue from the books, but they knew that they had good dialogue, and they just took it right from it and acted it out really well. And I really liked that. that they did that. Hmm. So this was mostly from the book, the the, the dialogue was. Yeah, pretty much. It was straight from the books, like, and it, that's why, and it was used very well. So nice. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we get the information that Bronn's marrying Lolly Stokeworth, and is she is she a second, a younger daughter in the book as well? 
I feel like they added that. No, it's it's true. Uh, they even add more details uh, about like why she's not pregnant yet. But yeah, it's pretty much true. Mm. Interesting. Cersei got him. <laughs> but he got a castle and everything out of it. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we get the final answer. We were we were here were afraid. I don't know what you thought, Simone. But for a few weeks now, we were a little bit. Some of us were worried that Bronn had betrayed Tyrion. And was the reason that Shay had come back? Like Bron had sent her off, or Bron was gonna send her off, and Cersei got to him and paid him off, and he like kept Shay there for the trial. Oh. Wow, I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that. No, I'll, I'll, just, that I'll, I'll, I'll just cut that one off because I think your mind was on something else. Like you weren't th- <laughs> you weren't thinking about that particular scene. So I'll cut it. Don't worry. I'm telling you though, it happens. Like it's it's. Now that we're getting further and further along in the show, the time that I read the books is further and further away. Mm. So it's it's getting a little hard to remember stuff. I do want to do like one thing. I mean, we usually do a lemon cake rating. So I just want to see like what your overall impression of the episode was. Sure. I will give it 4.5 lemon cakes. Like maybe it's because I just saw it recently. But I mean, just the emotions that I got from watching the show and the enjoyment I got out of it was the best so far this season. Oh, this was your favorite episode of the season? Yeah, I'd have to say so. Wow. Um, Kyle, you go first. Oh, put me on the spot. Um, I would (laughs) give it a... uh, You know what? I think I'm going to give it a four. Hmm. Um, I think there's... uh, I think it was solid. I loved it. It was a really good episode. I, I can't even think of anything really wrong with it. Um, a four from Kyle is actually really high in his lemon cakes. Yeah, I'm a little tight <laughs> with my lemon cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. They're delicious. Mm. But yeah, I'll give, um, it a, I'll give it a solid four. I liked it. I would have to agree, Kyle. I think uh, I had two episodes pretty early on this season that were my favorite. Um so I'd have to say, yeah, four for this one. But it was it was a great episode, very solid episode. Twas, 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 twas. Um, so uh, and then Tyrion, uh, back to Tyrion now. He gets a third guest. Yes. Bryn Martell, mm. who is killing it. This guy, Pedro Pascal, is fantastic. He's a great Red Viper. Oh yeah, he's so good. His accent, like. <laughs> It's amazing how he just nails and his physicality too, and how he's like so like slimy, but yet you like really root for him. He's amazing. Mm. He's got kind of that odd attitude that I wish Dario had. Yes. Well, Dario 1.0 was amazing. I yes. don't understand <laughs> what why they had to do that. I love Dario 1.0. Oh, he had to go be transporter. The next, the new trans- transporter or whatever. It that's is. right. But that's honestly a really bad call career-wise. Like you're going to throw away <laughs> for transporter. Sorry. I agree. Anyways. No, I agree. I'm with you um, on that one completely. But uh, oh, we'll get we'll get to Dario. We'll get to him. <laughs> um, so uh, we get the moment where Oberyn tells the story about going to see Tyrion as a little kid and the monster baby and everything. And and um, wow, yeah, what a, it was so good. And you see Tyrion just kind of break down a minute there where, where everyone his entire life has been telling him he's a monster. And then all of a sudden he has somebody completely just full on telling the story about how he's supposed to be a monster. And he wasn't. He was just a normal baby. Yeah, that scene was incredible, especially at the end, the way the music started mounting and mm. it just really led up to that reveal at the end. It was amazing. Yeah, Peter Dinklage was, was just so emotional there and so great. When he revealed that he would be the like his champion, you just saw this look in his face. It was just awesome. Yeah. 
I'll be definitely a highlight of the episode for me. <laughs> He's good. He's and it's it just like, again, it's just taking good book source material and using it well, and the actors just running with it. It was mm. just just great. They didn't feel like they had to make up stuff there when it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who wrote this episode, I mean? I think it was David and Dan. Okay. Thanks. Well done. Yeah, well done. Um, so in the middle of all these visits that he gets, we get a segue to Cersei and her champion, the Mountain. Um, and this is the first time we've seen the new Mountain on camera. The new new Mountain. The new <laughs> the, the, the Mountain 3.0. <laughs> yes. What is going on with all these recastings? It's so crazy. Well, we've had three Tommins too, right? Has it really been three Tommins? I guess I didn't notice as much with him because he's not as present, but... Mm. Um, yeah, and the, each time the mountain has like looked totally different. Like this one, he looks like a Nordic, like god, like Thor or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this one is. I mean, if, if you were going to recast him, I think it's an improvement from the last one. It just seems more. I do too. Type, yeah. Yeah, the first Thank one you. I think is the best so far. Yeah, he just had that crazed look in his eyes. That's probably why they had to recast him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who are these people that? are just getting thrown at the mountain for him to practice killing. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe uh, prisoners of some yeah. sort? Prisoners of war or something? Well, maybe, maybe they're leftover guys from the Blackwater. Like, just like lower oh. guys, maybe. But it didn't explain it. They didn't really need to. They have plenty of prisoners to just throw out there. Yeah. For and target nice. practice. Just scrap men laying <laughs> around King's Landing. <laughs> Does Gregor, like, need? He's like, oh, I haven't killed anybody in a while. I'm a bit... I forgot how to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so we get that reveal that he's the champion, and then uh, a little bit later we get the reveal that Oberyn's a champion. So our our, our stage is set. Yeah. The, yes. the mountain versus the stakes Viper. are high. It was, it was just the uh, the looks that Cersei was giving the mountain. I mean, it was just because she was appreciating the ability that he's going to win the battle. But it kind of reminded me of, of this one time where um, Ashley was going to like ship the mountain and Cersei, or the Sir Robert Strong and Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Because oh, when she, <laughs> she gets carried by Sir Robert, she's like, "Oh, Sir Robert, thanks for." <laughs> it just reminded me of that ship. So yeah, totally. You know what's funny? You bring up a good point. I haven't seen that look in Cersei's eyes since before Joffrey died. This is the the first time that she's kind of like lit up. Mm. Was it the killing right in front of her, or, or was she just, or was it her picturing Tyrion as one of those men? I think that's what it is. Yeah, the so let's move on to the Riverlands and Arya and the Hound uh, walking around and they come across a burnt down little hut, a little house, and a man dying in the yard. And uh, they have a nice, honest, quite honest conversation with this chap. Yeah, one of the more honest conversations uh, that we've seen in a while, I feel, especially between the two of them. Very much so. And she comes right out for the first time in quite a while that she is actually Arya Stark. And I know that they know this man's going to die, but uh, it was it was pretty interesting. It was kind of cool to hear her finally, to hear her say that. She's been avoiding it so often. Yes, and I think it's a testament to just how fearless she's becoming and also uh, almost how apathetic she's becoming to everything. She just doesn't care anymore, so she's willing to... Just to risk everything by, you know, revealing who she actually is. <laughs> and the hound, uh, the hound has a bit of compassion, it seems, with this, and uh, he gives him the the gift of death eventually through the heart, giving Arya a quick lesson and where the heart is, which uh, 
which she just turns around and uses right on Rourke <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, the Hound's uh, definition of compassion is <laughs> pretty uh, brutal. <laughs> but it's true. He was he was being very compassionate. And he needed a bit of that. I mean, I thought they were darkening him. I mean, this is the Hound, too. He's a dark character, but they were going a bit far with him. So I'm glad that they pulled him back a bit with this, this episode. Yeah, I agree. It's such a complex relationship between the two. It's kind of like yeah. friends and not and teacher and, 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 and student and but I want to kill you at the same time. And yeah. oh, there's so yeah. many dynamics going on with the two of them. I love it. And the fact that he says that he wished that he didn't uh, take her with him. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Because we do get that reveal for our, or that uh, we, information last episode that now there's a bounty on his head. And I didn't think they were going to jump into that as quickly as they did. But uh, No pun intended or pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it. But, um, but now he's a marked man and now they're all coming after him and he's worried. You don't often see the wo- hound worried when there's not fire involved. But um, Well, that bite wound is looking pretty gnarly. Ooh, do you think that's what's going to do him in? Um, hmm. Didn't you say he's going to have a big fight later on still? He, the actor has said that. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> you nervous? You don't want to lose the hound? Well, no, I just... And maybe you shouldn't uh, include this part, but isn't that how he dies in, in oh, the book? It, we, we're full spoilers in our podcast. Oh, yeah. we'll put a, especially, with, especially with you on it, we'll put, we'll put a, we don't always put the spoiler alert, but we'll put that up there and release it. Uh, because people may come in. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We're, we're now, now you can unwind. Spoiler, spoilers <laughs> abound. We, we come at it from a book perspective, so yes. whip it all out then. Do it. Um, so I'll ask it again. Do you guys think that bite is what's going to do the hound in? Well, if my memory serves me correctly, that's what happens in the book, right? Uh, well, he 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 gets in that fight actually that they had earlier in the season is he takes a lot of wounds from it. Yes, he has like mortal wounds all over, and he just kind of ends up dying by a tree, right? Yeah, Arya leaves him to die. Yes, yeah. I can see. I think they'll probably do that. Do something similar. It seems fitting for where their relationship is now, and seems fitting as an event to send Arya off on her own as well yeah, and it seems like he's not burning it with fire so i mean like he's not doing the thing that is needed and we know what happened to drogo like he, he didn't really do much either so like it seems like it, it might be the type of wound that will fester and yes. will cause trouble later yeah. so but, but he may still also have the battle and get a wound there now did you simone do you know what happens like do you, have you heard about the theory about the hound like what's happened to him later on yes i have what do tell i mean like the hound isn't oh, dead Oh, 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 yeah, I, so see, that's I, I mean. see, in the books yeah. we're talking yeah. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, th- th- this show can also set up for the same thing. Like, he can be, like, dying from that wound, and then that could still be healed by the healer guy later if they want to bring him back, so. Yeah, that's a back, good so. point. I think, uh, yeah, I think they, they would probably make us think that he's dead, like, that he yeah. dies by the tree. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think this wound is going to kill him, but I think he it's going to weaken him mm. so that the fight he bumps into in the next couple of episodes, uh, he'll be taken down because he won't be at full strength. And then uh, show watchers won't have to be like, well, they wouldn't be able to take a healthy hound. Uh, um, or he's like feverish or something, and then he gets ambushed and he still fights off like all these yeah. guys. He still, they still fight him off, but he, yeah. he, you know, he takes a lot of wounds in the process because mm. he's weak. Um, exactly. There you go. 
Um, so then we jump up to the wall and Jon Snow and Ghost is finally back south of the wall and quickly gets booted out. And then um, we have this scene where Jon uh, talks about filling up the, the, the gate and freezing it and preparing for this invasion. And Alistair Thorne is just not having it. That was really painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should? Is that a good? Is that what they should be doing? Is what Jon Snow says? Is he right? I think everyone should listen to Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I would listen to Jon Snow if he told me to do something. Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but doesn't he know nothing? <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh. Um, we haven't heard that in a while. No, um, we will be though. So yes. Very soon. I think I can't uh, wait for all that stuff to go down. If Alistair has a like a real reason for it, maybe one thing, but if he's just doing it to spite John, that's really stupid. So hopefully he's not just like, Oh, I don't like John, so I'm not gonna listen to him kind of thing. And it it seemed like the builders were hesitating, really wanted to go yeah. along with what he with with John's plan, but kind of chickened out because of Alistair. Yeah. That's what I gathered. Seems like such extreme measures. Like I can see Alistair going. We there have been wildling attacks before, and we've never um, blocked the gate. Like why are we gonna do this now? Because they're they're shit now. They're not what they were before. Yeah, but I feel like they've been. I feel like the wildlings attack. Wildling attacks have to be more common than what we think they are. I mean, obviously not the entire north. Every single wildling has not advanced on the wall, but I feel like. Wildlings come and try to get through the wall and attack them more often than we think. Um, that's just my impression. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't attack very often. They, they, they do. I mean, they form like armies and come every once in a while, like the different kings. But I mean, every single time the Watch or has been stronger or the Starks have been there. But now they're at the lowest of the low. Hmm. Like maybe, maybe they should wait a little bit longer before they freeze them. But the freezing the gates is definitely an option that should be on the table. Yeah. There. I agree. I think, honestly, in the end, it's not really going to matter because they're all screwed. <laughs> Very much so. Mm. That's true. They will if, if they don't get reinforcements, the Wildlings will eventually get through. Yeah. But do, let's not forget that apparently Mance Raider has a plan because he only thinks there's three... because he thinks there's a thousand people at the wall. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. It's... Of course. Yeah, that plan isn't going to matter at all. That was that was sloppy writing. I'm sorry. That was blah. Anywho, so then let's go on to uh, across the narrow sea to Daenerys in Marine, and uh, Dario has snuck into her room in the middle of the night with some flowers. Does a little Dario seduction. Dario 2.0 just can't pull this off like Dario 1.0 can. Agreed. Agreed. He doesn't have that smarmy confidence. And, and, uh, exactly. And uh, I was actually chatting with your, your AfterBuzz friends last night, Simone. And, oh, were you? Yes, yes. Cool. Uh, and we were talking about how uh, I think I said that the right. I feel like the writers are writing good Dario lines, um, smarmy, kind of cocky Dario lines, and this actor just isn't pulling them off. Well, plus he doesn't have Dario 1.0 snaggletooth. <laughs> <laughs> The snaggletooth of seduction? Yes, exactly. It's just... That's, that's a big flaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know what's funny? This this actor is on another show that I really love, Orphan Black on BBC. And um, 
he's pretty good on there, but I just don't think that it's like a right fit. You know what I mean for for Dario. Super suave Dario. Super suave Dario. Yeah, I guess uh, it always comes down to the fact is how much did you like the original Dario? Since I didn't like him that much, the fact that he's different, <laughs> I enjoyed more. Oh, yeah. interesting. What didn't you like about original Dario? I don't know. I just found him just over the top douchey, and uh, I mean, <laughs> sounds exactly like Dario. Yeah, 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 that's how I read him. Yeah, I mean, we've had discussions about how good of a fighter he is and that sort of thing. I guess I left a bad impression of him. But I mean, like, if you if, if you like that Dario, then for sure I'm going to be disappointed in this one. Mm. I don't know how people uh, people who are watching who have no book impressions, how do they feel about this Dario? Yeah, that's true. Um, the people that I've watched it with that haven't read the book uh, miss old Dario as well. It, that's just in the short poll that I've done. So I don't know if that speaks to anything. What do you guys think about Daenerys' storyline, though? It's such a tease. I mean, it is it is a tease in the books, too, so uh, I don't know that the show is really to blame, but there's just not much happening there. It's It does kind of stall out, and yes, like you said, it, it, that is the books, too, and we just kind of get all these in, internal workings of, of Marine, and I don't know, how much longer do we have? Do we have a whole other season of her sitting around in the city, or before... The Greyjoys, I don't even know if they're going to be in it, show up, or is Tyrion going to make it there next season, or is she just going to be kind of watching slaves die and her dragons, dragons eating people for a whole nother year? I have to imagine that they're going to speed her storyline up, similar to how they're speeding up uh, Theon or Reek's storyline, because mm. there's just not much happening, so you have to. I think you have to kind of fast track it. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. I just want to ask you, like you two, like what do you think, like the big, if because they seem to always have some sort of Danny climax, like scene. What do you think the big thing is going to be for her this season? Is it going to be Jorah leaving? Is it going to be the dragons eating somebody? Like, what do you think? I don't know. Are they going to give her the final moment of the season again? What is? Uh, I can't even think of one. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I can't think of one either. I mean, I feel like a dragon. Uh, Neil is a typical traditional way to end the season with Daenerys, and it kind of always like leaves everyone amped up. But I really am like hard pressed to think of a of a like monumental thing that they would end with on her storyline. All I could think of was uh, they're kind of setting up this relationship between Missandei and Grey Worm a bit, and if one of them was uh, a casualty at the end of the season by the Marine uprising. Um, I picture that. I mean, it doesn't sound that epic, but I don't know. You get the music swelling, and maybe you could do something with that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say it would have to be the absolute last scene. I mean, it'd be one of the last. I mean, I'm hoping that they do Stoneheart the, the last scene. Mm. Yes, me too. <laughs> you washing dishes over there, Simone? <laughs> Actually, that is. Uh, she just finished the plate of lemon cakes. She's just cleaning. She's a good guest. Just wa- washing the dishes. There. <laughs> Well, Simone is from New York. They they just they double and triple task everything at the same time. So it's actually, crazy. it's so true. It's crazy here. Since <laughs> you're doing that, I'm gonna fold some laundry while we're chatting here. Um, nice. No, but we get information in this scene uh, about. Well, actually, Jorah comes in first. Excuse me. Jorah comes in first, and he sees uh, Walk of Shame Dario on the way. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think of that whole uh, seduction I mean, scene? I mean, I'm glad that it showed Danny being in control. I did like that. Okay, I'm I'm not a woman. I would have liked to see more of it. I don't know. <laughs> more of uh... <laughs> But what does she see in Dario besides? I mean, he yeah, he's got some nice abs. Okay, but 
what has she seen him? Why him? I don't get it. Why why because this Daria? Well, <laughs> I think it's just slim pickings out there. <laughs> she doesn't really <laughs> Yeah, but Jorah's like old school. She wants some school meat. Yeah. So so then Jorah comes in and she tells Jorah her uh, the plan to send Dario and the second sons to Young Kai to retake it, kill every single master. And uh, Jorah gives his pretty impassioned speech about how he used to sl- sell slaves. And then if Ned Stark did what she did, he'd be dead now. And uh, you can't really argue with that very much because she does care about him. She does. I feel like it's... um. He's been friend-zoned, though. Oh, big time. Big time friend-zoned. <laughs> Just search Jorah Mormon online. You'll get a friend-zoned meme every other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, she can, or he convinces her to change her mind, and she decides to send, instead of just killing all the masters, she's going to send his Dar, Zoloric, from last episode, with Dario and the Second Sons to talk to all the masters and tell them that uh, they can either live in her new world or die in their old one. So his dar is going to do some legwork here. I do like how she was um, still able to be persuaded or moved by Jorah's advice because sometimes Daenerys gets a little too stubborn uh, um, to me and she get, she can be kind of annoying when she's just stubborn all the time. So it was nice to see that she can still, you know, take good counsel from someone in her camp. Mm. Very you guys good. ever feel that way about Daenerys? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a huge argument that all the fans have is like, is she this entitled little princess or is she, uh, is she doing what's right? Or there's, there's this constant argument between the two. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you just want to be like, Oh, what are you doing? Wanna, yes. Like, and that dress she had on, oh my. Oh, God. yeah, that was amazing. What was up with that? It looks like something you wear on the red carpet, Simone. <laughs> I would totally raid Daenerys' closet, given the chance. <laughs> <laughs> There's some epic costumes. That is some wild stuff. So um, after that, we move, uh, we move back to, to Westeros, and, let's, and we go from naked Dario to naked Melisandre in the bathtub. And we get this weird scene. I don't know what to make of this. Thank you. It was it was one of the more bizarre scenes. I wasn't yeah. sure whether to look away or keep watching. It was it was weird. Yeah, it felt like it went on forever. And the only thing I took out of it was that Shireen needs to go north with them. Yes. Yeah. And that the Lord of Light needs her. Yeah. I don't know. They're really setting up Shireen to be something important, and I feel like we're getting a bit of a book spoiler in that regard. Yes. Yeah, it seems like this, she's, she's, the idea of her being sacrificed is being suggested. Like, like it's, they're going to ask for her to be sacrificed. We don't know the actual result. But. Mm. Yeah, that that's definitely the way that it set up for me in that scene. Yeah, it's just like, oh, Shireen's that important. Jeez, interesting. Or Shireen. Oh, Shireen. <laughs> is there anything else we even need to talk about in this scene? I don't know. Um, they're both crazy. Yes. <laughs> They're both crazy, and she, Solis is so devoted to this Lord of Light. I mean, she's, uh, she's like, oh, so I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad that Stannis got to meet you and sleep with yeah, you. Yeah, I feel this was, was exactly. the weakest. Uh, I mean, just of all the, because there were so many good scenes, if you had to say it was the weakest scene, I felt this was it, and it was kind of like, it, it, Stannis was not even even there, but the weak handling of Stannis was reflected in the weak handling of the rest of the people, Team Dragonstone. Mm. So this would be the weakest. And I scene. think Celise, we ha- we just haven't seen that much of Celise, so to give her her own scene with Melisandre was um, 
yeah, definitely one of the scenes I could have done without. Yeah, meh. Um, scene I I did enjoy was Brienne and Pod. Yeah. Eating a pie, and then the one and only hot pie returns. Returns. Oh, that was so sweet. I love that scene. <laughs> the hot pie gives it a plus. That, that gave it a plus point five bonus to the rating. That's right, because of the hot pie bonus. Nice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And now I know how to make a kidney pie. Thanks, hot pie. There you go. There you go. Do you know how to make wolf bread? Um, I have a wolf bread mold actually here in my house. Serious. <laughs> No, <laughs> I wish. I'm going to start selling those, though. <laughs> well, we need End of the Crossroads to put that on their list. Wolf yeah. bread. Yes. It's funny. I tweeted out after the episode. I was like, what's better, Hot Pie's wolf bread skills or Sansa's snow castle skills? Mm. And uh, the End of the Crossroad ladies tweeted back, and they were like, that was some serious wolf bread. <laughs> but that was some serious snow building skills. I know. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we get the return of Hot Pie. It was cool to see him. I thought he was really gone uh, when we had that final farewell with him yeah. last time. Um, but Brienne come, just comes right out and asks him about Sansa and oh, where is Sansa? And Podrick is a bit taken back by this, and we learn later that he doesn't think she should be telling him or telling anyone that they're looking for Sansa. Uh, I feel like Pod's right in this regard, even though it ends up being good. I feel yeah. like Brienne was a little too upfront with that information. Oh, absolutely! You can't you can't put all your um, cards out there in Westeros. No, you were going to give it. You can't put all your eggs in one kidney pie. Um. <laughs> well, you can't do that either. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I think I would listen to Pod. Yeah, I felt like it was, a, it was almost like a joking, like a, a kind-hearted joke against Brienne in the books because she's asking like every single person, like, I'm looking for like yeah. redheaded girl, looking for redheaded And so it's kind of a joke there. And just the fact that she worked out doesn't mean one way or the other that you should do it. Sometimes things work out even if you do the wrong thing. Yeah. So, But, but I, I really liked the, the relationship between Pod and Brienne and they're getting like that. They're getting close. Like even in a couple episodes, they're, they have that good relationship now. Mm. That's true. We do uh, in the book. It is Brienne thinks she's being sly by talking about a redheaded girl, a tall, redheaded, high-born, pretty lady. And, uh, she's not like everybody can just see right through it. So it's kind of that it is kind of funny that she just comes right out with it. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Mm. And we get this little bit. It, it, it's funny because as a viewer, you're like, oh well. Last, excuse me, a couple episodes ago, Brienne mentioned that they were headed towards the wall because they knew Sansa had a brother there. And as a viewer, I know I was like, well, the Eyrie, she has an aunt there. Why aren't you going over that way? Yeah. And uh, we get in this little scene that Brienne had no idea that Aunt Lysa was in the veil. Yeah, that's true. She um, Was it that she didn't know that she is there or that she didn't know that that was Sansa's aunt? I think she didn't know it was her aunt. Yeah. Okay. And... Pod with his uh, with his training of all the houses and the banners and everything did know this information. So here's another way that Brienne, seeing that Pod has some uses on this trip, even if he can't ride a horse. Oh, he's learning. Come on, yeah. he is. So that was cool information. I think at the very end of the episode they have that fork in the road, and I believe, even though they don't say it, we're we're to believe they headed towards the Eyrie. So I'm assuming oh. that. Um, you know what and, is absolutely key for Brienne, though, is, is the fact that Biter's dead now. Um, I mean, I guess they always can wound her face if they wanted to, but I always found that that was just, like, over the top for Brienne. She suffered so much already to have her face not by Biter. Like, hopefully that's not going to happen in the show, <laughs> not that the Biter's dead. 
That's something I like hope that. not. I love, I, I love Brienne. She's too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what you're supposed to say when you see Brienne. I, I know, but she actually is, though. Yeah. yeah. That was actually my complaint when she got cast. I thought she was too pretty, but I, I love her. I think she's the perfect person to play Brienne. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's true. They they won't have the fight with Rorge and Biter because now Ari and the Hound had that fight earlier. Right. It wasn't really much of a fight, but... So, yeah. <laughs> also, that fight in the books, Brienne, and pa- Brienne with Rorge and Biter, is when Gendry returns. Hmm. Oh, okay. See, this is all coming back to me now. Yeah, Gendry is the one who actually kills Biter as he's eating Brienne's face. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, I remember now. Stabs okay, him to yes. the neck. So yeah. In the same in the same manner that John killed Carl, he kind of except yeah. with a spear, he puts it through his mouth, and the and the wet bloody tongue comes forward. I think it's something along the description of the book. But, well, the uh, tongue was there when while she was eating, while he was biting down on her face, like Brienne could feel like the tongue. There it was just it was just like come on like but 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 in the books there's that descript the very end of the chapter is uh right. and then his tongue <laughs> grew or whatnot and it's actually the spear going through the back of his head and oh, yeah. His mouth. Um, yeah that was that was just so mean to Brienne like she oh. didn't need that. <laughs> no one is safe I'm sorry go ahead no one is safe oh a lot of the pr- the pretty people are still pretty it's just like the- <laughs> Jamie Lannister doesn't have a hand anymore I know but his face is still pretty. Yeah, comparative. Uh, we do get a little bit of information in this scene that Walder Frey is now the Lord of River Run. Interesting. That's a little bit of a change because who has or I mean Blackfish has River Run in the books and then they have to go get it. But it's what's the guy's name? What Frey gets it? It's the Frey that's married to Jenna Lannister actually, yeah. but but she's not even like the whole line is not there. Like she's not in the, in the show and neither are her kids. So like mm-hmm. they don't exist. Yeah, so we're probably never going to see River Run again. They're going to skip over all that. Hmm. I think they've got it. I think they have to start making decisions like that, just sort oh, of yeah. condensing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is Jamie going to go west and stuff? That's going to be interesting. They'll, they basically they'll have to just figure out what they're going to do. Season yeah. by season. <laughs> interesting. So then we move on to Sansa building the snow castle up in the Erie. I love this. Um, the scenes of the Erie. They made me really happy. <laughs> They were really well done. I enjoyed it. And that snow castle, damn, she is talented. Yeah, she did it in like two minutes. It <laughs> was insane. Yeah. Uh, and it even has the redwood. Yeah. The, uh, the, the weirwood tree there. The redwood. What am I saying? Um, the weirwood tree. Um, so in comes little Robin. I'm Lord of the Airy. I'm Lord of the Airy. 500 times. Um, somebody <laughs> smacked that kid. He's so annoying. <laughs> He is so annoying. He actually is probably one of the most annoying people in all of Westeros. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> no argument about that he's, one. He's un- completely yeah. undisciplined, right? So he just... Yeah. Mm. yeah. And we get this moment where she says, oh, no, it doesn't have a moon door because it's on the ground. And you see this look on his face like, That's, isn't that dangerous? Like, he is so sheltered. I believe he's never been out of the Eyrie. Mm. Um, doesn't know what another castle looks like. Yeah, I don't think he has. Why would he leave? He has milk and oh. moon doors. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a horrible food source. So. Yeah, exactly. It never ran out. Oh, well, now it does. But um, Sansa smacks him, and I couldn't be happier. Yes, that needed to happen. But yeah. then Sansa's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just wish that she would have been like, yes, I smacked you. End of story. Do you know what I mean? 
but she's she's building a bit of a backbone here. This is the first time we've seen her act out. This is also the first time we've seen her interact with someone who's smaller than her. That's true. When I talked to Sophie Turner at the premiere, she said that people who don't like Sansa might like her after the season because she is starting to get a bit of a backbone. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see where that character goes in the show and in the books. It's going to be, oh, I'm so pumped for her future. Love it. Me too. Mm. So then, so then creepy Uncle Littlefinger comes yeah. in, or Dad Littlefinger comes in, or one of them comes in, <laughs> and uh, do we get a bit of truth from Littlefinger here about his true motives? Is it all about love for him? A creepy love? Like, <laughs> creepy godfather uncle love. Oh, man. And he puts the smooch on the little redhead. Oh, talk that about was, creepy. Yeah. Did you guys see this? I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think he was gonna move that fast. I didn't see it coming either. But once he started talking and the camera started circling them, like they do in romantic scenes, I, (laughs) I knew that something was about to go down. So did you not? Did you not remember that they kissed at this point? I just didn't think they were gonna actually do it on the show. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I remembered it. I mean, I knew that. I remembered. Lysa dying, but um, I guess I forgot what was the actual catalyst that she actually mm. witnessed it. Um, yeah, and then you see her like dying inside from the balcony, watching all this go down. Mm. Now, do you believe that? Did Littlefinger know that Lysa was watching? No, I think this was one of his no. mistakes, like one of his first yeah, mistakes, because he didn't want to kill her off this quickly, and he kind of was forced to by this mistake. Mm. Just yeah, I don't think there. you. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like <sighs> I'm not sure. I, I why would he? Do, but why would he do it on purpose? Like, what was the reasoning that he would kiss her while she's watching? I don't know. To get uh, to lead to her death at some point. I don't know. To, to, just, to just get her off. Uh, I know she's already crazy, but just to get her even off. There's no reason. I mean, he wanted her dead. He could just kill her. Like, why would he even risk Sansa falling out the moon door? Like, mm. it, it, it was just like it, it was just a slip up. And in the books, it's like that. It's even more. He's just like, oh, you're so beautiful, and he just can't help himself. And then he just kisses her, and it was a big mistake. That was one of his first slip ups. Hmm. So that moves on to uh, Lysa almost throwing Sansa out the moon door. And yeah, the little finger is very much like, oh my god, let's not <laughs> let that happen. <laughs> um, he does the slow walk. The negotiator move. Let her go. We'll do this. Do this. And then we get the awesome scene. And I know a lot of readers were disappointed because they didn't use the line, only cat from the books. But uh, I thought this scene was fantastic. I thought uh, your sister was great. What does it matter? Like, it's exactly, he said only one person, your sister. Like, it's the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the way it played out. It was so dramatic and perfect way to end the episode. Yeah. Very cool. You see the look on her face, just falling, and Littlefinger's look on his face, too. <laughs> He's so happy. Um, who's he going to blame it on? How's he going to yeah, get out of it? No he doesn't have there. the uh, the bard there that he that he uses in the books. Yeah. Um, and what happens to Robin after that? I can't, I'm trying to think. Her and, him and her, him and Sansa become best friends. <laughs> she learns how to start to manipulate him, basically. That's part of her, like, she gets her finger around him. Yeah. He keeps sneaking to her room in the middle of the night, like falling asleep on yeah, her. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he kisses oh, her yeah, at some I point, too. That. Yeah. 
Oh, he does? Yeah. She's always oh. getting kissed by all these different, like, creepy or kids. Or Because <laughs> Elaine plays it up. She's like, well, when we're married, you're going to listen to everything I say, so start now. No, I don't know if she does that. <laughs> 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 hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she yeah. sort of takes him under her wing and uh, and does her thing. Yeah, I'm interested to see what how they're gonna how he's gonna handle this. Like, and again, it, it it's not good. He doesn't have like he'll have to make up some sort of excuse or something. But it's not a perp- it's not a well play by him. It's not a good play to just have to kill her right now. It is and it isn't. I mean, if he can pull it off, then all the lords of the Vale will yeah. Be under yeah his he wing. probably wanted to kill her at some point, but it just seemed too rushed to do it. To right now, and it was just his hand was forced. Yeah. To it. We'll see. He, he, it's all Lysa's fault. Everything is Lysa's fault. No, literally, everything is Lysa's fault. Literally everything. Actually, that's so true. I never thought about that chain reaction. Yep. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's family duty honor, and then she broke her like thing to her family that's supposed to be big to her, right? And she causes she causes a lot of the trouble here. But then again, a lot was done to her as a child. Like she was forced to, and I don't know if they'll explain all of the fact that she had to like have her kid aborted and all of that. But I mean, she had a terrible childhood. Childhood, so yeah, they'll probably skip over most of that. What I am curious about, though, is in the books we have Lysa tells everything right before she dies that Sansa hears, like that she killed John Aaron, that she did all this, and Sansa hears it. Yeah. But in the show, we just have Lysa saying, "I killed for you." And Sansa doesn't know who that, what that means. I wonder if she's gonna find out. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we we mentioned that before, right? When when he says that stuff, Sansa wasn't around, right? Yeah, in, in the show. Yeah. In the show, yeah. So mm. we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Predictions, guys. Predictions for upcoming episodes. Um, you guys go first. Okay. Oh. Well, we we have the, to think the about big this. fight coming up next episode, I guess. Yes. Uh, that's gonna be sad. A lot of people are gonna be mad yeah. about that one. Wait, what episode are we on again? This is episode seven. I seven, okay. I think maybe this season will end on the battle at the wall. Mm. Or is that too soon? I think that's episode nine. It's going to have the big battle, probably. I think I just, you can tell from the titles. Like, we have, do we have a list of the titles? Like it says, basically. I'm trying to find it right now. Let's... My friend looked it up. Someone told me that, but I don't know that I want to look it up and see. I kind of want to... Oh, yeah, I kind of want to just... Yeah, be surprised. Yeah. 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 I think the final episode. Yeah, I believe the wall. I will have the battle next week, or excuse me, two weeks because Memorial Day. We we don't have the show next week, and then um, so we'll have the we'll have the fight, the Red Viper in the mountain. Then the yeah. next one we'll have the battle at the wall, and then I believe the last episode will be Tyrion's escape. Hmm. That's my prediction. There's so yeah, much good stuff here that's going to be like boom, 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 boom. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I think these last few episodes are going to be crazy. That sounds like a very good prediction, actually. Uh, Tywin in the last episode, Tyrion escaping, and then the wool in the ninth one. And let's not forget Shay in that last yeah. episode too. See how that goes. That could that could be yeah. The response to that's going to be very interesting. So that means Tyrion is going to be locked. He probably won't even be in episode nine. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, but we do have a we had a little thing in the next week on where it looks like the wildlings are attacking Moletown. Moletown. Oh, what do you mean like uh, Tormund's party? Is it them? Yeah, I didn't see the preview. So, so I wonder if uh, Gilly's gonna bite it. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. We'll see. Stuff's thanks, about to thanks, get crazy Sam. up in the north. Thanks, Sam, for putting her there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. nice job, Sam. Yeah, and the one woman that loved you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so there we have it. Anything else you guys need to 
Wanna I just want to make a quick comment. Early, I mean, we were talking about Riverrun earlier, and we heard he was Lord of Riverrun, but it doesn't. We don't know. I, I don't remember that line, or if, for sure if he's actually taken over Riverrun. So maybe it's still Riverrun itself is because people are always made lords of places like Littlefinger, Lord, Lord of Harrenhal, but they might not actually have gone there and claimed it. So is that That's was it true. said, or it just said they had the title? Uh, they just had a, a uh, Walder Frey as Lord of Riverrun. They just said. Okay. So cool. That's all I have to say on it. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Simone. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime we can make it work, I'm down. Cool. All right. Nice. We'll have to have you on. Uh, we'll have to kind of try to sneak you on after the big Game of Thrones events. That would just happen. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Let's see, if we can pull you away. That'd be cool. We should have had you on after the premiere. Hmm. There you go. I don't know. I don't um, know if your job would let us. Oh no, they totally would. <laughs> Are you guys going to Comic-Con this year? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah, we are. Nice. Will you be there? I'm trying my best to make it happen. Um, it's like a 50-50 right now, so we'll see. Okay. If I can huh? sneak into the Wired Lounge and share a game yes. of with you again. <laughs> That's what I look forward to every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Simone. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. Hopefully you'll get to join us again in the future. Yes, and, I hope so. And enjoy the rest of the season. And Thank how can you. Uh, how can our uh, listeners find you? So um, if you live in New York, you can watch Fox 5 weeknights at 10 p.m. And uh, if you don't live in New York, you can go to myfoxny.com. But I'm also on Twitter at Simone Boyce. There we go. Fantastic. Yeah. It was awesome to meet you. You as well. All right, listeners, thank you so much for for listening uh, to this episode recap. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at APOIAF, on Facebook, and uh, jump on our forums and join the discussion. They're always heated about all these uh, episode reviews. So until next time. See you next time. Awesome, Simone. Thank you. I, I tried yeah. to I tried to go a little quicker than yeah. normal so we could have you for the whole thing. Yeah, no, that was perfect. I, I hope you didn't feel too rushed. No, no, not at all. That's good. I mean, it'd be I, easier to edit too. There'll be less material, so it's good. <laughs> I I can't remember stuff. It's so crazy. I'm, I need to like go back and read. Have you guys read them twice? Oh yeah. Um, I've read and listened to them several times, but that was years ago, and so I'm in the same boat. Things happen, and, and I just I just blank, and then and then I hear about it in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you need. Please feel free to like cut down the parts where I'm like, ah, I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I will edit if it feel if it's to the benefit to everyone. So gotcha. Yeah. Nice, awesome. So when does this go up? Basically, whenever I edit. I, right now, I'm actually between traveling. I just came back from Ice and Fire Con uh, 2014. There's an Ice and Fire convention. Oh, nice. It's pretty awesome. Where uh, is that? It's in Ohio at a place called Raven Castle. Uh, oh wow, that sounds perfect. It was really cool. Was it fun? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'll talk with you a bit about it in the after show if you want, Kyle. I don't want to keep Simone too long. If she's got to go, I can describe some of the stuff.
but uh, it's really cool. Like you should, Simone, you should think about maybe it, if you're in New York, you're not that far away. Next year, it could be interesting if you're, uh, if you're looking at places to attend. It's a cool convention. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Cool. Very cool. Um, oh yeah. So when? when oh yeah. When uh, is going to be? Like it'll be in sometime, probably by tomorrow, I guess. Like I'll, cool. I'll I'll send you an email when it is so you can share it out on the stream. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, cool. thank you, Samoin. Uh, Samoin, what am I saying? <laughs> she leads the kings with out- <laughs> outlaws. <laughs> um, it really was good to have you on. I, I, I've been, uh, I know we've been trying for quite a few episodes now, and even before that, I've wanted to have you on. So um, I'm glad you it was able to work out finally. Yes, me too. I hope I had a few good things to say. So thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. Talk, Talk to you late. soon. Have a good Cheers. one. Bye. Are you right. uh, heading out? I, so I can chat for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the uh, I'll give you a quick outline. Con. So we are going to like, Ashton and I will do an episode. We'll again, just go through like everything that happened there. And and there may be a VOK episode as well as the listeners will do it. But it was great. Like last year was just Ashley and I. There was a few people who had listened to the podcast before. But this year we specifically had people who came out. We, we had FD Ward from the forums. Uh, we had Claudius the Fool. We had Mordian. We had a few other people from the forums there. Oh, did we losing... You still there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just okay. all ears. It's cool. Uh, and then Claudius had uh, made the podcast t-shirts, so he brought them, and we all had podcast t-shirts. Nice. Uh, and we had, like, the first night we had, like, a podcast panel, and, and Alex from Tower of the Hand was there. Oh, well. cool. And, like, everyone has, like, very distinctive voices, right? So it's great to see them in person. And people are like, oh, it's Alex. They could recognize his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, let's see. So we had we had like a panel thing, but it was more like a kind of a round table. We just got a big table and we chatted with everybody and we chatted about the podcast. It was good. Like we, it was a lot of like off the record stuff. It's like people there, you get to learn about the podcast that no one else, no one else will know about it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's some other stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, what else did we do? And then oh, and uh, so Mordian from the forums did Illyrio for his cosplay. It was awesome. Like he, he, and he went in the costume contest as well, and he had a really good entry there. Put on like the full description. He had the rings from Illyrio and stuff, and was kind of like trying to act in character. FD Ward was Stannis again, and he had a great cosplay. Uh, and then Ashley was, uh, she was, um, she was a Lannister for one of them at least, maybe Cersei, but she also did sexy GRRM. <laughs> sexy George R. R. Martin, really? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty funny. It was pretty creative. <laughs> What else? And then I did. So I did. I actually did the Lord of Kingsgrave. Like I had the Kingsgrave skull in my back of my. I believe outfit. you showed me that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. And I, I, I'll be putting that picture at least out there. I'm, I'll put some pictures out there. I have to sort of thing. Like I, we got a whole backload of pictures and stuff to get through. You know how it is after like a convention, yeah. right? So, much. so did you and Ashley actually record an episode there? We didn't record a full episode. We recorded snippets of chats, and I mean it was loud most of the time. People were drinking and partying, so. Okay. What we can actually release, we'll have to see what, what actually can come out. But we will do a full episode where we talk about... Oh, the good news is hopefully like Ashley will be coming back soon still. Because before she had a huge estimate of, of cost for repair for her laptop, but now it's a little bit lower. So we might be able to get her back soon. Oh, I hope okay. so. Um, so we should get we should get Mimi on these too, even though she doesn't watch. And we should ju- she should just sit there and listen to us talk about the episode and be like, "The fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fun. Well, I mean, we can have Mimi back uh, next week recording because we don't even have a show episode, right? We can do yeah. a book chapter one. Uh, what else? Any other? I'm trying to think, like. There's so much. I mean, Alex, Ashley, and I. 
did the trivia. There was a trivia contest between feasts. Okay. Because uh, there's different two, two, two different seatings of the feast, and most of the podcast people went in the second seatings. So we had like the big dinner together too, and we just kicked ass. Like we were kicking ass. We were t- team Manwoody, but also the vassals were there. Like I mean, uh, FD Ward, Morty, and and uh, Claudius were a team as well. And nice. both of us, like every round, we were all like answer, getting all the right answers. Like it was like, neck and neck. Uh, and then there was like a question. It was like, who was up with John on the wall? And then we like kind of outthought ourselves because I was like Satin. And then they were like, well, was he sworn in or not? So we missed Satin, but then they missed one as well. So we were still tied going in. And then we had like an overtime round where it was just like just the, just, just the vassals and the house manuity. <laughs> and I think it was like a question. I can't remember what the question was, but we got it. And so we triumphed house manuity. But it was great. It was a lot nice. Of- yeah, we got that, and then we had board game tournament, which is good. We had uh, there was like actual tournament people fighting with like you know like not real swords, just like fake ones. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cover it in the in the actual episode, but it was a great experience, a lot of fun, and I think every listener that came out really enjoyed it. So good times. Very cool. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And so I actually just got an email from Simone now, and she said, my husband was sitting in the same room while I was doing it, and I just gave away the whole rest of the season. Would, I feel did you not so notice bad. That he was there? Uh-oh. Yeah, apparently he was right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But so, we'll so, tie in and that Danny doesn't do anything for a long time, and Shay, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much he heard. But. Yeah, he heard some things that would have ruined it, but it's not as bad as it could have been. But still, oh, well. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, very cool, awesome. Well, that sounds like a great time, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad um, it's it's so successful and everyone's having such a good time. And I'm hearing nothing but positive things come out of it. And I really, uh, I'm really happy about that. That's really cool. Cool. I mean, they are going to do it again next year, so we'll see. I know. I got to get there at some point. I got to save up some money. Yeah. Oh, I guess the other thing I wanted to quickly say is like you've been playing a lot of hearthstone i take it <laughs> yeah and apparently you put our match up at the yeah. end of last no episode. i i just took like a very quick snippet of it like i don't because we, we play like for half an hour right i okay. took like a one minute snippet out of it yeah the exciting part so well i made a mistake playing hearthstone and yeah. that um you get a bunch of money kind of when you start off you get money pretty quick you get gold pretty quick yeah and I made the mistake of just buying packs with it. Oh, yeah. And now I have no money to go into the arena. So I'm I come into this point where I really need to like spend days grinding away in order to get 150 gold just to go into the arena and uh, and lose quickly, which is what happened last time I went in. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the arena, I went in an arena as well. I mean, it, you have to – and I got the mage as well. I've only, only done the one. Yeah, I haven't spent money on packs. I'm careful about spending money in the game. Yeah. Because like yeah exactly like these kind of games you gotta it's best to go look at a guide or something to tell you like the best way to use your money efficiently. Yeah. But I did, I did do that one round of the arena and I was losing. But I mean I thought I drafted a good deck. It's just there's some chance in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that's a great thing about the arena is that everybody's on equal footing because yeah. you can't go in with pre-made decks. Yeah. Because I played Alias and he's been playing since like the beta. And like we had we had a good match, and he was just like crushing me. And I don't think it was just like that he was better skilled than me. Like he's a good, probably is because he has more experience. But he just he was putting out cards I hadn't even seen. Mm-hmm. Like you you know how like I, I had like when we played I had like the card that would like flip the health and stuff. Yeah. The defense and like his card already had that. Like it was already imprinted in the character. It was like your 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 de- your attack is equal to equal to your health. Now if you get silenced, that's bad. But if you're ready to go and you throw that out and, and you're not silenced, like you're, it's already a skips a step, right? So yeah. you're, it's like playing Magic and the guy has a way better card. So Arena is equal footing. Everybody goes in, like there's some chance of what you get, but you don't have exactly. any advantage from playing like for a year beyond 
skill advantage. So it really comes down to mostly skill, which is good. You're not it's not down to like earning like you've played a year and earned like a million gold. Gold isn't important anymore in the arena. Just to get in, that's all. Exactly, just to get in. And and I uh, I went in yesterday and I wa- I won my because f- it's uh it's triple elimination. Yeah. And so I won my first match and then I lost my next three. Uh-huh. And so, but I still got a pack from playing. Oh, nice. And my pack had both a legendary card and a rare card in it. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I got a legendary as well. I got one that was like. I like those ones that are, I think a lot of the good ones, I mean, you always want some sort of battle cry. They're very handy. Uh, but like, or the ones that give adjacent stuff, because then you can yep. control. And I like, as a mage, I got one that was like, give your two adjacent guys spell damage plus one. Like, I think that's pretty good, because I often have like big guys out there, with, and mm. I can throw this guy in the middle, and then they also get the spell damage on them as well. I got one. It was, uh, it's pretty dangerous. It's uh, It's got a high casting cost, and it's got high... Uh, attack and defense yeah and its power is at the end of your turn deal two damage to every single character <laughs> hmm. and it to himself or, as well i guess right or, um or I, I think it's every other character yeah. and i don't know if it's characters or minions it might be yeah. just minions but he deals two damage yeah. to everybody so and he just keeps doing it right well. like he just sits there and just fires two every turn basically. at the end of every turn he hits everything for two that's pretty nice so it's dangerous i mean it's it's good if you have more of a spell base and you, yeah. you don't rely on minions hmm but um yeah we were talking in the forums of uh, of eventually playing like we could have like our own little like fun league playing but basically to make it fair because like, I, I don't think you can set up arena that we could all join but you no, could just no. be like basic cards only for that particular like league so you have to like you could draft the basic card deck you can't oh, have but that's no fun i don't know but we'll still be playing our big ones as well but like it's, it's, it's just i mean it's just like if you went magic if, if you went and played with a basic magic deck and played somebody who could play cards from the last 10 years you just get blown out of it like you can't you have to have some restrictions if you wanted to, to do it formally. If you want to just play and learn, that's one thing. But yeah. Anyways, good chatting with you as usual. Good chatting. And uh, okay, so next week, uh, if we do an episode record, let's do it a little bit later in the week, because so I'll be recovered from traveling. Oh, we need Mimi back. We're almost done the uh, the season, right? So once it's done, we'll have her in a ton. Yeah, but she wasn't even there for too many non-episode ones. We need to like figure that's out a true. time when she's well, on. Well, yeah. Because I, I feel like we, we're, we're suffering without her. I feel that's like true. without the ladies. We need we need them back. Yeah, we need them back. They might be able to get a computer going. So hopefully okay. she'll be back. But uh, I think Mimi needs to... Like, she always she gets into a habit. Like If she comes back, then she does it. She doesn't do it, then she doesn't have the habit of recording. Yep. So. Mm. All right. Well, I'm off, sir. Cool. I'll see you.